Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the seven game NBA main slate on Saturday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. Um, I also want to thank you guys again for the continued support. Closing in right now on 7.6 thousand subscribers. So I want to thank you, thank you, thank you again, guys. If you enjoy, if you do enjoy this content, would really appreciate if you could leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you don't want to live, and spread the word. If you have friends that like DFS and you enjoy this content, spread the word. Um, that would be uh, very, very helpful. If you guys cannot watch these videos, I do upload an Apple podcast. I'll have a link down below. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, I now offer that on patreon.com, a couple different packages. Um, you guys can check that out. Also link down below. And finally, I want to thank Price Picks for sponsoring the show. And if you guys are not familiar with Price Picks, basically it's a site where you're betting on fantasy projections, right? So over, under, and fantasy projections. For example, again, Nicole Jokic at 51 tomorrow. Do you like the under? Do you like the over? Um, so it's a little bit different from DraftKings where you're not playing against anyone, you're playing against the house. You can mix and match sports, right? We have NFL, NBA, esports, golf, all that good stuff. So if you guys want to sign up, you can use the code DKDFS, DKDFS, all one word, also linked down below. You get a 100% match up to $100. So basically, if you put $100 in, you get a free $100 to play with, $200 total. Um, but yeah, with that all out of the way, let's jump to the video. So before we talk about players and their prices for this seven-game slate, let's look back my lineup here from Friday. So Friday, this was it. Um, had to make a couple of pivots. We got uh, Anthony Davis ruled out news after lock. I was not surprised in that. Or I, I did not expect that. So um, pivoted to get LeBron James in. 6% LeBron James. Only a 32 right now, almost at the end of the third quarter. With no Anthony Davis against Chicago. Cool. All right. Cool, LeBron. Um, let's, let's the rest of my lineup though. Caruso, Van Fleet, Lavert, Daniel Tice, Vucevic, Powell, LeBron, and Kember. So really, once once we got Lowry news out, I was all over just just hopping on as many Toronto guys as you can. Now originally I had Van Fleet, Powell, and Siakam in here. I pivoted off Siakam to get to LeBron, who is not doing much. So that is a little frustrating. Uh, Caruso was just. He was the only guy I could fit in that price range once I pivoted to get LeBron, so I just had to play him. He's actually not doing terrible. If he, if he gets me like 15 to 20, I'll be happy. But yeah, uh, Van Fleet, uh, almost 50 fancy points already. Lavert was the easy play, and he was really chalky. Same with Tice for value. Vucevic, just another blowout. I mean, what do you expect, right? There's always a, there's always a blowout. Now, actually, though, the, the blowout risk was there, right? There were so many guys out for, for Orlando, uh, but man, if they could have just kept that close. Only like a 25% on Vucevic. He was on pace for 60-plus of the game, so he's competitive. I do want to tilt a little bit because Cole Anthony was – they said uh, he he was exhausted after playing 32 minutes. Okay, he's a rookie. But he was still pretty popular in this contest. He was about 40% owned. They said, like, he's not going to get Markel Fultz minutes, 32 minutes. He said he, he was too exhausted that last game. So I pivot off him. The pivot was great. Until garbage time, they play him like the whole fourth quarter, and he basically plays 30 minutes. So I thought he was exhausted after 32, but you're playing basically the identical minutes? Like, what? And to top it all off, again, I got to tilt a little bit here. I have a low-owned Kem Birch. I figure, hey, Vucevic got there me in three quarters. I get Kem Birch 12 minutes of garbage time. I'm in amazing shape. Doesn't play the fourth quarter plays Cole Anthony the entire or chalk Cole Anthony the entire fourth quarter 
My low on value play, Ken Birch, doesn't play. Checks in with like two minutes to go in the fourth. Plays like the last two minutes. So, like really? Really with that. that that's a tilt now out of the way. It just, that was very, very annoying. Because 7% on Ken Birch, I would have thought he would have played a majority of that fourth quarter. No, they played Shaw Cole Anthony, who was exhausted the last game. And he basically played the, the same minutes as he did uh, the previous game. So, little tilt in there, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, that's it for the look back. Right now, looking in decent shape as long as LeBron can have, uh, you know, get me over 50. I'll be happy w- with that. So, that's it for the look back. Um, as far as over-unders, we only have two out right now. Hawks and Hornets is the 227 over-under. The Hawks are four-point favorites. Suns and Pacers are 216 over-under. The Pacers are three-point favorites. So, in this video, guys, we're going to go team by team. Let's start with Atlanta. Atlanta, I like Trey Young as a GPP play. Love buying into guys with bad games. Right? He just had an absolutely terrible game. What? Like, under a half a fantasy point a minute for Trey Young. It's like .4 something. So... He's not going to do that again. Price dropped. Um, the upside, he does have 50 fantasy point upside. It is a good matchup. So, again, kind of have interest in, the, in Trey Young for a GPP play. As far as Collins and Capella go, I think they're decent options, not priorities for me. Uh, Collins does have some upside. I like the matchup for both of them. I think they're they're priced about right, though. So, if you land on one of those guys, I think they're decent. Again, I'm not going to go out of my way to play them. Kind of the same with, like, Hunter and Reddish. Like, Hunter's been playing well at 5'9". Um, he's had over 30 fantasy points the last four games. So, again, I think he's a decent option. The wings are always just hard to prioritize when everyone's healthy. Like Herder, Bogdan, Reddish. It's just nothing really stands out for me on the Atlanta side. I think they're all like filler plays. Again, I'm not like off any of these guys, but no one really stands out to me. On the Charlotte side, so this is a team that's always tough to figure out. Well, we finally got a decent game from Devontae Graham. 37 minutes, 37 fancy points. He didn't even shoot the ball that well, but that's the type of upside he has. Um, he played 37 minutes and Rogier played 35 minutes. They also extended LaMelo a bit off the bench. It's just these minutes for these guards are a little up and down. LaMelo had 40 in 26 minutes. So, like, when Devontae Graham and Rogier, one of those guys struggle, LaMelo would extended. If not, he should play only like mid 20s minutes. I mean, I like the matchup for all three. Um, LaMelo's probably the guy right now that has the most upside. He probably will be the most popular. But again, hard to feel con- like super confident any of those guards with LaMelo, Devontae Graham, and Rogier. I think they're all good plays. But to try to nail down which one's going to be is a little bit more difficult. Gordon Hayward at 8-2. He's been up and down. Does have upside. He went for 40-plus this last game. I think I prefer other stars in the slate, but I don't think he's the worst play. Peter Washington at 5-9. This guy is just... The minutes are up and down. He, he's got foul issues. Um, if he stays out of foul trouble and plays over 30 minutes, I think he's a decent play in the mid-range. But again, minutes have been up and down on him. Biombo at 4-9. I don't know if we have to do it uh, on this slate. And that's really it. So uh, let's move on to Phoenix and the Pacers. On the Phoenix side, it's just like Booker's under 8K, sure, but I don't have a ton of interest. Aiton's at 7-3. He did play 37 minutes at last game, which is good to see. I think he's a, a, a solid play, not a priority for me. Chris Paul, 7-1. Yeah, played 38 minutes. Just It seems like the Suns team has been really balanced. Like the, the wings are playing better. Like Bridges and Crowder. Just, I don't have... I really don't have interest in these Suns guys. On the Pacers side, it's a little bit different. So Sabonis and Brogdon, I think, like two, like look like two of the better plays on the slate. I really like the matchup here for Sabonis against like DeAndre Ayton or whoever else they try to throw on him. Uh, Sabonis, Brogdon are playing huge minutes, huge. Sabonis playing almost forty, Brogdon playing like over forty. 
uh, 41, 41 regulation and 39. So he's basically averaging 40 minutes a game, that being Brogdon and Sabonis. Over 50 for the last three games for Malcolm Brogdon. The price didn't move a ton. So Brogdon and Sabonis, they look two of the better plays there. Don't mind Oladipo. I think I would prefer Brogdon and Sabonis, though. Uh, Oladipo has been shoot, not been shooting the ball the best. 5 of 14, 3 of 16, 6 of 20. He's still putting up decent fancy outings. So the day where he has like a, like a pretty nice shooting game, he can go for 50 plus. So really, I have interest in all three of the main guys, but more, more so Brogdon and Sabonis. Turner's always is a secondary play for me. Justin Holiday, 4-5, has been getting, you know, a majority of the TJ Warren minutes. I think he's an okay punt, but a, a lower usage guy. And that's really it. Like, McConnell at 3-3 three, at three, three is a decent point for a guy. Has gotten 24 in 19 minutes. If you need someone super, super cheap, I don't think he's the worst play. All right, let's move on to Miami and Washington. So, like the matchup here for the Miami side, what we got to keep an eye on is I think Russell Westbrook is going to rest in this game. So, that increases the chance of a blowout here. Um, so that is in the back of my mind. Miami, it's it, they're more balanced team. I think the guy that stands out to me is Jimmy Butler at 7-4. That just seems a little bit underpriced. If if uh, Washington can keep this close and Jimmy can play 35 minutes, I think he looks like a pretty safe play there. Uh, Bam and 8-5, don't mind him either. Again, there it just is some blowout risk here, but you know the, the top two Heat guys look pretty good. Hero and Jogic are fine options, not priorities to me. Calio got priced up a bit, so not overly excited about that. Duncan Robinson's at 4-7. You know where you're getting out of him. You know, when he's playing well, he'll probably play over 30 minutes. Uh, when, when he's not, you know, mid-20s. Again, reliant in the scoring. So, floor is somewhat low with him. He's in play for GPPs. But that's really it for the Miami side. So, let's move on to Washington. Um, again, Westbrook, do not expect him to play. He was just terrible. He was just absolutely terrible. I mean, he has literally had 50 fantasy points in every single game so far. And then just goes out and goes 28 fantasy points. And I like the over on him in prize picks, too. So that's just, like, so tilting. Um, yeah, I didn't think he had that low over floor. I didn't. Uh, but Beal, once again, had a good uh, shooting game. And don't expect Westbrook to play. So if Westbrook is out and Raul Neto starts a 4-1, I think he's a pretty nice value play. He probably starts and plays mid-20s minutes, so he would for sure be in play for value. And then Beal would look good at the top. He's had back-to-back good shooting games. 20 of 35 and 6. He's just shooting the ball a ton. 16 of 29. So if Westbrook is out, and I assume he will be, Beal will have to do it all offensively. I think he, if I'm going to play one of those Miami guys with like Jimmy or Bam, I think I run it back with Beal. Because realistically, I think the only way Washington stays in this game is another big game from Brad Beal. So Beal firmly in play in GPPs. Yeah, Thomas Bryant at 6'7". Don't love the matchup for him. Probably not going to go there. You know, Bertans want to step it up a bit, but kind of reliant on the scoring. It's just none of the secondary pieces besides Neto really stand out here. Like Rui, again, just will play decent minutes. I think he's an oak. He did play 37 the last game. Again, it's been a little up and down for him. I think he's a, he's a solid option there at 4 or 5, but again, not like overly excited about it. You know, Ish Smith probably gets more minutes off the bench if you want to pivot off Rule Neto. He's probably a better point for a guy. So Neto, if Westbrook's out, Neto probably be popular. I think an interesting pivot would be Ish Smith if you want to get a little bit different. Uh, but that's really it for Washington. Let's move on to Cleveland, Milwaukee. So this is this game could get ugly. We have Sexton status up in the air. Uh, if he's out, they're going to be really, really thin. Drummond at eight seven. If the Cavs are going to stay in this game, we got to see a big game from Andre Drummond. So um, if I'm going to play Giannis Antetokounmpo, I think I would run it back with a guy like Drummond, um, especially if Sexton is out. I just don't really see a way where the Cavs stay in this game without a big game from Drummond, like him and, and CD Osman are going to have to have big games. Um, so Drummond 8-7, I think is a good GPP play. But again, there's the blowout risk. Sexton got to keep an eye on it. If Sexton is out, 
Um, I think CD looks like a decent option here in the mid-range. He should run the point a good amount. He's had seven assists the last three games. So CD would be a guy that I, I think would be a pretty solid play there in the mid-range. Damian Dotson at 4-3, he also got uh, some run at the point guard. Um, he would be a viable punt play, again, if Sexton is out. If Sexton is in, don't have a ton of interest in those other guys, and I wouldn't really like Sexton himself just because he's a scoring-dependent point guard. Don't love that. Nance, fine at 6-9, but again, not a priority for me. Okoros is so low usage guy. I mean, you can make the argument for JaVel McGee just because he's a good point point a guy. If you think Drummond gets in foul trouble or gets benched again, then McGee will get extended, right? That game where Drummond got benched, he had 25 minutes and almost 40 fancy points. So McGee is always in play for GPP just because he's a good point per minute guy. That's it for the Cleveland side. Let's move on to Milwaukee. So Milwaukee, obviously, I've finished in Giannis at 10-8. Uh, fantastic matchup. It's just a matter of do you think Cleveland can keep this close? Definitely some blowout risk. Um, I would say it's probably going to be like a 15-point spread. Um, so got to take that into consideration. But um, really do like Giannis and GPPs if the Cavs can somehow keep it close. Uh, honestly, like Middleton, Drew, viable as well. If the game blows out, I think Bobby Portis is the guy that, you know, probably gets extended a bit. I would say like 25-plus minutes if the game does blow out. Like, the issue is the price is coming up. But I still think he could get you there at 5-4. So Portis would be the guy I would look to if you think the game does blow out. Um, DJ Augustine at 3-3. I mean, he's been getting some decent run, but do we have to go? I mean, floor is pretty low on him, right? He's had 20 in two last three games, but then a one fancy point game. So I just, I don't really trust any of the other Bucks value. Uh, let's move on to San Antonio, Minnesota. So this is a game that I think uh, definitely interests me. On the San Antonio side, I realistically, I like like the top seven guys here. DeRozan, Murray, Johnson, Aldridge, Gay, Mills, Lonnie Walker. I like them all a decent amount. Um, this is a game that has a ton of potential if Minnesota can keep it close. And can we just talk about Minnesota and how I just can't get them right? I stack Minnesota against Washington. Fantastic matchup, like a one-point spread. It blows out. Next two games against Denver, Jokic is chalk in both. I avoid it because of the blowout risk. Minnesota keeps it close. Last game, I stack Minnesota-Portland. I'm in, sh- I'm in great shape to win huge money, and the game blows out. So just like... This Minnesota team, I can't get right. If I if I play them, they get blown out. If I fade them, they keep it close and everyone smashes in the game because Minnesota is just one of the worst defensive teams in the league. So if they can keep this game close, this is a gold mine for fantasy. Um, so really, really, again, I like all the, the San Antonio guys. Uh, DeRozan at 7-8. He's probably the guy I feel the most comfortable with. Should play mid-30s minutes. A guy can stuff the stat sheet. Again, fantastic matchup. Also, I've interested in DeJounte Murray. Should play over 30 minutes. No Derek White. Uh, Keldon's decent option. LaMarcus Aldridge actually flashed him upside. He had almost 40 fancy points. So yeah, I like all these San Antonio guys. Even some of the mid-range guys are value guys. Like Rudy Gay should play for 25 minutes. Mills, Lonnie, these guys should get decent run. I think they're all in play just because of the matchup. So realistically, I like all this. All the main guys for San Antonio are all firmly in play here. On the Minnesota side, so got to keep an eye on Cat News. If Cat plays, I have a lot more confidence this game stays close. And if Cat plays himself, I kind of like him as a GPP play. If Cat is out, then it's it's right back to DeAndre Russell and Malik Beasley. Again, if Minnesota's going to stay in this game, it's going to be because of these two guys. D'Lo was on pace for 50-plus the last game, and the game blew out. So, yeah, would like D'Lo a good amount for GBPs. Malik Beasley shot the ball terribly 3 of 13. But these are the two guys that have to step it up if Cat is out. And if they're going to stay competitive in this game, it's got to be because of those two guys. Rubio, a 5-2, and Anthony Edwards, a 5K, are, are fine but not priorities to me. Anthony Edwards got extended a bit in the blowout. If you think this game does blow out, maybe you look to a guy like Anthony Edwards, who should play in the blowout. As far as the bigs, I mean, they're going to run like Naz Reed, Hernan Gomez, and Ed Davis if um, if Carlton Towns is out. Her, or, um, 
not Hernan Gomez, uh, Naz Reed, Ed Davis, and Jarrett Vanderbilt. I mean, Hernan Gomez will play at the four, but those three will kind of mix in at the center. Vanderbilt's been the best recently. Um, so maybe if Cat is out, we can look to Vanderbilt as a punt play. Hernan Gomez, I think, if um, probably starts and plays like mid to high 20s minutes, I think he would be an okay value play there at 4.5K. Had the big game two games ago. But that's really it for Minnesota. So two games left, Orlando and Dallas on the Orlando side. Yeah, still a little bit tilted. They got blown out. Again, Vucevic was on pace to absolutely smash, but no one else could do anything for this team. Um, Aaron Gordon is back, but that's really it. I mean, Fournier is questionable. Maybe he can come back. I still like Vucevic a good amount there at 8.8K. Um, again, offense is going to run through him. No no Markel Fultz, no MCW. So I think Vucevic looks like one of the better spend-ups of the slate. Don't mind Aaron Gordon. The issue is they're still limiting his minutes and the, and the price is going up. Uh, Ross... You saw the floor, right? I, I always mention that Terrence Ross is single-digit fancy point floor. And someone told me I'm crazy because I said that. There's nine fancy points with everyone out. That's the floor he has, right? So that's why he's in play for GPPs. When he's getting it going, yeah, he can go for 30-plus. But when he's not, he doesn't do anything besides score the ball. So, yeah, the floor is low with Terrence Ross. Just a GPP play. Cole Anthony, well, how many minutes are we going to get, Right? He was exhausted after 32, but plays almost 30 minutes tonight. Plays all the garbage time. So, got to keep an eye on this. Um, yeah, 5-5. Five, five, he's right now like a secondary play. If, if there's no minutes limit, then he looks better. I just, yeah, I don't. That was just really tilting me tonight. The fact that he gets all the blowout run and Ken Burchick doesn't play in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, Ken Burch at 3-8 with Aaron Gordon back. And, I mean, he still probably plays over 20 minutes. He's a decent point for a guy. But that's that's probably it for me on the Orlando side. Now we got to talk about Dallas. So Dallas also is going to be pretty thin here. Uh, still no Porzingis, no Josh Richardson, no DFS, no Brunson, maybe no Trey Burke. So ooh, it's going to be a lot of Luka Doncic at 11K. Sure, matchup might not be the best against the Magic, but this guy just has insane upside, right? And he should play high 30s minutes. This team is really thin right now. Saying Luka is... Uh, Got to be one of the safest spend-ups of, uh, of the board. Like him in both formats. Hardaway at 5'9". Even with these guys out, I think he's fine. My issue is just, again, kind of reliant on the scoring. So more of a GBP play there for me. There are a couple of value plays I like here. So DFS, Josh Richardson are out. There's a lot of minutes to go around. I think Massey Kleber at 4-3, I think he's a nice value play. He played 36 minutes the last game. So as long as he stays out of foul trouble, he should play big minutes. When I played him against Houston at like 5% ownership, five fouls. Four fouls were it's just like, <sighs> yeah, but Kleber should play over 30 minutes in this one. I think he's a nice value play. Also, really Cauley Stein at 4K. Started, stayed out of foul trouble, should play mid-20s minutes. I think he's a decent uh, punt play. Again, there always is that foul uh, concern. Boban got some run there against Denver, played 16 minutes. And, you know, he might play tonight. Again, he's a good point printed guy. Uh, but really, really, I want to see what they do with their starting lineup because they just don't have a lot of guards. So I assume it's going to be like Luca, Hardaway, Kleber, Cauley Stein, and then I don't know who else they're going to start. Maybe they move James Johnson to the starting lineup. Uh, maybe one of these guys in the end of the bench. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Trey Burke, maybe if he's if he's available. I guess he's probable. So maybe they start Trey Burke. But realistically, there is a potential value here in Dallas. Got to keep an eye on what the starting lineup news is. Probably would prefer whoever starts of those like cheap guys. And then lastly, Portland-Sacramento, also a game I like a lot here. This game should be played fast. Not a lot of defense. Should stay close. Um, Lillard, again, I had him at 20% on a ship. 
had 70 fancy points in three quarters. Game blows out. Um, yeah, I mean, the upside is here with Lillard. We just saw it. So I think firmly, firmly in play here at the top in a fantastic matchup. I mean, you see what's going on with uh, Sacramento and Toronto, right? That game is just a shootout. So this game is going to be played at a fast pace, a lot of points, like both the Portland guards and CJ and Lillard. Um, again, CJ took a back seat just because Lillard went off, but like them both at their respective prices. You guys know I'll be going right back to Yusuf Nurkic. Um, in a close game against Chicago, almost played 30 minutes, 40 fancy points. That last game against Minnesota was on pace to crush and the blowout. So, yeah, price didn't really move. Love the matchup from. I'm going right back to Yusuf Nurkic there at 6.5K. The Wings with Covington, Mello, Jones Jr., Trent Jr. They just have too many guys. If I'm going to play one, it'll be Mello, but again, don't love really any of them. That's probably it for me. I mean, if you think Nurkic gets in some foul trouble, you can take a shot on Cantor because he's a good point printed guy. But that's it for the Portland side and the Sacramento side. So, got to keep an eye on Fox. It's a back to back. Will he play? They said he was going to be limited tonight, so we'll see. If he's if they rest him this game, then I think Halliburton becomes one of the best value plays. He was a guy I was really high on. I pivoted off him just because we've got Fox playing. But even if Fox plays, I think Halliburton probably plays mid to high 20s minutes. If Fox is out, I would say 35 or so minutes. So Halliburton's a solid play either way, but it would become a really good play if Darren Fox is out. Um, healed at 6-8, kind of relying on the scoring and more of a GPP play. Don't mind Harrison Barnes just because the matchup, again, should play high 30s minutes. He's actually been pretty decent this year. The bigs with Bagley and Holmes. Holmes, when he can stay out of foul trouble, has big upside, but he got in foul trouble again tonight, so that's always the risk with Holmes. Bagley, you know, had a good game uh, last time out against Chicago, flash that upside. Um, I think he would be an okay player there in the mid-range. And then again, Halliburton would become a lot more viable if De'Aaron Fox is out. The good thing about Sacramento is they were in a really tight rotation, basically like an eight-man rotation. So these guys will all play some big minutes. Uh, but this is a game I definitely want exposure to. Um, Got to keep an eye on that De'Aaron Fox news. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for the video today, guys. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you know when I go live. As always, I'll be doing the YouTube live stream before lock to go over everything, answer all you guys' questions. So make sure to check out the live stream tomorrow, guys. Uh, but thanks again. Hope you guys have a great night, and I'll see you all tomorrow.